0: Continue to count up. We're at episode 121 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. And so uh, we are just excited that you are still listening and letting people know and, and actually just sharing. Uh, I, at uh, the Life Connection group I was in this past week, uh, we were sharing about listening to the Connecting Faith to Life podcast because of some of the things that we had talked about, Pastor. So uh, it's just good to Get the word out wherever you are and whatever you're doing. And and it, of course, includes Facebook and Twitter and text and calling and all those things as well. Well, there are lots of people that would like to know if, uh, first of all, can we trust the Bible? And then second of all, if we can, then do I really understand what it's saying? Mm. And so uh, I think that as we uh, continue in this series, I think it's very appropriate that we're going to be talking about the Bible in these next few weeks. I think we're going to be on a series, right? Yeah. So we're
1: starting a new series today and we're going to help you hopefully over the next few weeks just to be a better student of the Bible. And so starting with, you know, can I trust the Bible? Is it true? Mm -hmm. And then working through uh, what we call each genre, right? Mm -hmm. Each, each section of scripture, like the, the narratives and the law and the poetry and just kind of thinking through how can I, how can I best read these different parts of the Bible in a way that that I can understand it and apply it to my life. I think, you know, some of us still do the old pick and choose method, right? We, we, we (laughs) let it open up in the morning and we just kind of pick where our finger falls and that's where we read and, Hope we get inspired, but I'm, I only really want to help you read the Bible a little bit better, and so we're going to try to do that over the next few weeks. I think it's going to be Really helpful for us. We'll see.
0: Well, you know, um, I, I'm. This is my third time through the Bible this year, and more than ever, I have noticed how you'll be in a narrative and it'll jump to poetry. Yeah, or, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, just out of the blue, it yeah. just jumps to poetry and then it jumps back to the narrative. Yeah. And so you really have to kind of get a feel for how to interpret that. And and it really the reason is is so that we don't take things out of context right, and not understand right, right, them and right. make them say things that they're not saying. So right.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know. I, the thing about the scripture is that obviously anyone can pick up the Bible and read it and benefit from it, mm-hmm. but to read the Bible well, and to really mine it for all its truths, it does take some work. You mm-hmm. really have to get in there and, and dig and, and kind of know what you're dealing with. Um, as far as, uh, how scripture was composed and the different, uh, genres that are used in scripture, it, it is, it's a lot of work.
0: Amen. So we'll and, see, uh, and that's why a lot of times when people first get saved, I don't drop them into Genesis. The best place is uh, for me is the Gospel yeah, of Mark. Yeah, just something, drop them into something Mark. Nice something nice and simple. Yeah, and, easy to understand. It is a narrative, and know. pretty much when you see what Jesus says, you know he means it. So yeah, absolutely. Anyway, well, let's talk today about four reasons why I believe the Bible, and this is the first one because of what the Bible claims. What the Bible claims. So Trey. What does the Bible claim? Do you know? It claims to be the what we call the um, uh, the the Word of God. It claim yeah. it claims to be uh, without error. Yeah. It claims to be without fault. Yeah. Um, all lots of things that the Bible claims that we believe that it's saying because it's real. Look at that. Real right? thing. It's it's,
1: it's eight thirty in the morning and you you already passed. You did good, man.
0: I'm proud <laughs> of you. <laughs> I, I, I wish that I could tell you, education uh, work? I, I wish I could tell you where all those verses. I actually do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> know where they are but anyway go ahead
1: yeah, yeah yeah so so one of the reasons why i believe the bible is because what the bible says for itself so trey you've been a christian for a number of years now and and did you ever go through a season in your life where you kind of wrestled with the bible as far as it's, if it's true or not
0: i did not you no, did not from the very beginning i mean as a child i did because yeah. i didn't have a clue and i wasn't saved anyway yeah but uh, once I got saved, it was never—it was never an issue. It Just oh, wasn't good for you, man. You know
1: Billy Graham wrestled
0: with that. I know he did with and, that story, and I wonder why I haven't. But I well, just never have. Praise
1: the Lord that you haven't. But I know people like Billy Graham really struggled with mm-hmm. that, and he came to a point in his life where he just settled for himself that the Bible is true. Um, I wrestled with it for a little bit in college because mm-hmm. I went to a very liberal uh, university that uh, taught us to deny the truth of scripture and was Mm -hmm. trying to encourage us to look at scripture from a more liberal perspective. And so I really wrestled with it for a while because Mm -hmm. I had these, I think I've told this story before, had these PhD professors telling us, you know, all this crazy stuff. And I thought, well, they're PhDs. They must be pretty smart. They must know what they're talking about. (laughs) And so for a season, I really struggled with uh, the truth of scripture and, and tried to figure out, okay, can I trust? Uh, this Bible that I hold in my hands and obviously came a, came to the conclusion that I could. And part of the reason why I came to that conclusion is because it was just what the Bible says about itself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about um, uh, passages like 2 Timothy 3, verses 16 and 17, where Paul says, All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correct, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, Mm. equipped for every good work. Mm-hmm. So you've got that phrase there, Trey, a breathed out by God.
0: That's mm-hmm. a pretty
1: big statement.
0: Yeah. I think some translations say the word inspire maybe.
1: Yeah, or inspired. That's exactly yeah. right. But but just this idea that, you know, this this is God breathed, that he has yeah. given us his word. And so I can trust it because, you know, the Bible says that that God himself has given it to me. All right now, obviously when God gave us his word, it wasn't like God was, you know, uh, speaking into Paul's ear and telling Paul exactly what to write. Yeah, wait, hey, it. Paul, write this word, this word. Was, it wasn't dictation. Yeah, that,
0: that some um, people actually believe. Right, right, which... but, but,
1: but God was moving in the hearts mm-hmm. of men And, and, and causing them as they write to write words that were consistent with his character and, and what he wanted to reveal about himself to us. And so it's, it's God breathed. God inspired Paul. He inspired Mark. He inspired Matthew, inspired David to write these words that, that are, are for us. So Mm -hmm. we can know who God is. And so we could, um, uh, uh, know how to live before him.
0: Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. And, uh, you know, God, God designed his word to be even using people's personalities. That's yeah. why you might read first, second Peter and you say, wow, that's different than Ephesians. And if, and Luke is different from Mark. And yeah. so they're using their own personalities yeah. with completely within the realm of it is all true right. and works together, but still using their own personality. Yeah, right, so right. You so when, find we, say, that when we say
1: different, we're not saying that they teach a different message, yeah, right, yeah. that their content is consistent with the revealed will of God, but you do see their personalities coming mm-hmm. out. You, you see, and, and they're all right in a different context and into different audiences, and but but in all of that, God is at work revealing himself to us. You mm-hmm. think about what Jesus himself said. Jesus said, you know, uh, my word is truth. Mm-hmm. And so even Jesus, you know, understood that, 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 you know, what, what he was revealing about the father was was true and and consistent with, with the nature of God. And so the Bible itself claims for itself that it is, it is true, that it is, um, you know, given to us by God and it is relevant for reproof, for Mm -hmm. correction, for rebuke. And so, so for us as Christians, we believe the Bible, we trust the Bible in part because of what the Bible itself claims. Mm Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting.
0: So the Bible is true, but here's one thing my professors in seminary, and I went to a liberal seminary, Mm -hmm. uh, said that the part of the Bible that is the Word of God is true, but we just don't know if all the Bible is true. Do you understand? No. They're just saying, you know, we're going to determine, well, that part was not God's Word. This part is God's Word. Now, this part is true. This part we've determined is no longer God's word or not God's word. God didn't breathe that part. Yeah. So they would say it was inspired where it was inspired. (laughs) Really, I mean that That we heard those words. So you know, and I was I was a little different from you in that I I believe that Ph they were PhDs and they had more degrees than you could count but I felt like they were too informed and oh, they yeah. were too intelligent. To Read one to
1: me books. Huh? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So I was kind of the opposite. I, I, I had my doubts on them. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it's important to understand that all the word of god yeah. what we have we're been saying handed, genesis to revelation yeah, what we have been handed right. all the word of god and that's true. a
1: good point trey because you, you think about uh things and we might get into this in a minute you think about books like we're studying right now say more in genesis mm-hmm. where you have all these crazy stories Ooh. we just studied a story this past sunday about god wrestling
0: jacob <laughs> and that is an unusual story. that is an
1: unusual story
0: as a matter of fact it's never nowhere else in the bible nowhere else in the
1: bible yeah. and so can we believe that can we trust that mm-hmm. and so what you will have is you'll have people who say well uh, that's just a legend or a myth mm-hmm. Uh, we we can't trust that, that that's what I was really taught. Happened, right? That's what I was taught. Or you think about you know the story of Jonah and the big fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on, big fish don't really swallow people. That's just a, a myth or legend to teach us a, a story about something to teach us a principle, mm-hmm. but it, but it didn't really happen. And so we're saying no, no, no—that we can trust the Bible because the Bible claims for itself. And you think about Jesus Himself when Jesus uh, taught the people, uh, the masses. I mean, he he talked about Jonah. Mm-hmm. Is, it, it seems like Jesus Himself mm-hmm. believed that it really happened, right? Jesus talked about Adam,
0: even as Jonah was in the belly right, of the right, whale for right, three days. Right.
1: Right. So when Jesus talked about Adam and and Moses mm-hmm. and. I mean, he he talked about these people as if they really existed and it really happened. So, you know, when we say that we believe the Bible is true, we do believe that every part of it is true, that it actually happened, that it gives us an account of the history of Mm -hmm. God's people, and it reveals who God is and how he uh, desires to have a relationship with his people. We believe it is true, and the Bible claims that for itself.
0: Amen. Okay, so because of what the Bible claims is one of the reasons. The second reason is this, because of the Bible's accuracy.
1: Yeah, this is really cool. So you think about the Bible and you think about Genesis and those books of the Old Testament, those Mm -hmm. historical books. Again, we believe they really happen. Mm -hmm. You think about when Paul writes to the different churches in the New Testament. We believe that he wrote to real churches that were going through real issues, that the Bible gives us an accurate recording of history. Now, obviously, it it doesn't tell us everything, Mm. but it tells us what we need to know about God's work in the lives of people to bring about uh, his redemptive plan.
0: I think my professors at uh, my my college told, taught me that the Bible, when it speaks of science, is true, but it's not a science book. Yeah. The Bible, when it speaks of history, is true, but it's not a history book. So, right. you know, there is history outside of the Bible, right. and, and it's okay if we can help that interpret what we're trying to talk but
1: about. But what's so cool is that when you start to study and and you start to mm-hmm. um, look at that just the evidence for Scripture— how much evidence there is yeah. that helps us to understand these things really happen. Trey, you know, uh, I've been to the Holy Land several times. You're going to go to the Holy Land. I'm looking forward to it, brother. Unless they don't let us come in.
0: Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> this say, wow, is my man. one opportunity, brother. <laughs> I hate to think that we wouldn't be able so to So we've get. got
1: till March. So hopefully COVID will stay at bay and they'll let us Amen. come to Israel. And But but you think about going to Israel, Trey. What you're going to see when you go is really a lot of evidence to the uh, the historical reality of scripture, mm-hmm. right? We're going to go to a place called Caesarea Maritima right there on the Mediterranean Sea. And at Caesarea Maritima, what they found years ago was, it um, was a stone tablet with the name Pontius Pilate inscribed oh, on it. Oh my goodness. Right. So, so, you know, wow. um, that doesn't necessarily mean obviously that um, Pontius, it, that that stone tablet doesn't give us the whole history of Pontius Pilate. Of course it does But it's yeah. evidence that a man named Pontius Pilate from the first century really did exist. We're not just an, making this we're up. We're not making it up. Yeah. But we see other evidence. As you think about, you're going to go into Jerusalem, and you're going to, uh, right outside the Jerusalem is Hebron, where, where we're going to see uh, the... Uh, archaeological remains of David's palace. It's oh there. You Christ. can see it. You can. I walk just finished reading it. about David, yeah. so, so man. So mm. you, you're going to go to a place called Megiddo, mm-hmm. and we're going to stand there at Megiddo, and we're going to see all these these stables, remains of stables, and these stables are stables from the days of Solomon. Oh my! Heavens. And 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 you think about you know how First Kings talks about the, the 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 chariots and horses of Solomon. We're going to see where they actually were. And so you see, you have all this archaeological evidence that point, and not only that, but you you begin to read outside of of you know Israel's writings. You read about uh, we we've got evidence from other nations uh, mm-hmm. that 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 speak of like King David.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, what I am saying like so. You have you have even evidence outside of Israel uh, when we go back and and look at you know like for example the. Um, the writing of the ancient uh, Hittites or Assyrians or things like that 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 will reference some of the uh, the biblical figures that we so there's evidence mm-hmm. that this stuff really happened that it's not myth that it's not legend that we're not just making it up and then you have evidence like you we're gonna go to Qumran and we're gonna uh, see where oh, yeah. back in the 1940s the Dead Sea Scrolls were were found and these Dead Sea Scrolls are are the earliest uh, manuscripts that we have that have uh, Recorded scripture, on so they them, know right? where
0: so they they do know where the cave was. That yeah, Qumran yeah, well, you're going to see the
1: cave. You're going to see the actual wow. cave okay. where those Dead Sea Scrolls were were found, and and those those we found in those Dead Sea Scrolls these Old Testament books that, mm-hmm. that that are ancient, and when you take uh you know the your copy of the Bible that you have today and you compare it to those Dead Sea Scrolls, I mean just the accuracy and how they match, right? Uh, you think about you know um, New Testament there are thousands of New Testament manuscripts and they all agree. Mm. They all you know, say the same thing, right? As far, you know, where, where scribes would copy or people would copy these things down uh, and pass them on because there wasn't a printing press, you know? Mm. But, but we have all this evidence that, uh, that the Bible is accurate, that, we ha- that the Bible actually happened. And so, so part of the reason why we believe the Bible is, one, because of what it claims about itself, but two, uh, because, you know, there, there is good evidence that it is true. That the events recorded in Scripture uh, actually happened. There's good evidence that the Word of God you hold in your hand mm. is is you know uh, what the people were originally given. Yeah. You know what I'm saying as far as as when you know Jesus taught from the old Testament. You're reading that same old Testament that Jesus taught from Mm -hmm. when we read, you know, the letter to the church at Ephesus, you're reading the same letter that they received, right. That, that we believe that, that this stuff is historically accurate. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that, that gives you reason to believe this is not something that was made up. It's not like the book of Mormon, you know, where Joseph Smith said, well, I was sitting out back and God showed up and he gave me this stuff. And no, 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 this is, it's not exactly. the same thing.
0: Yeah. You know, I think it's, I think it's important to understand that in this world where this thing is, I, this idea of it's your truth yeah. that we, we actually have a book that was not met, that was not just made up one day by some guy that said, you know, I'm going to write it out and a, a, a holy salamander gave it to me or something like that. I mean, these, this is evidence and we do not actually believe in this blind, leap into the darkness. Well, there mm. is more. There is we. Our faith is evidence-based. Yeah. Um, I think salvation certainly is, is. you know, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe what he told Thomas. But but as far as what we believe and why we believe it, there is a lot of evidence yeah. out there. Yeah. It's not yeah. just, you know, well, we hope this is, you know, somewhere affirmed. It has been affirmed over yeah. and over and over and again. And the cool thing about
1: archaeology, uh, and you're going to discover this when we go to Israel, Trey, is that, you know, we keep finding things. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, things keep getting dug up. Right. uh, That validate uh, the scripture, that validate the the history that we find recorded in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't found evidence that discredits the Bible. Oh, no. If anything, we've found more evidence that. Gives credence, gives credence to what's in the pages of Scripture. So we have very good reason to believe that what we have in our hands, that we read from every day, is is true. That what happened happened. That it really does reveal who God is.
0: We are not scared of archaeology. In no. other words, we're not Bring saying, "Oh no, yeah. what if they find?" We're yeah. not. Want- we know that when archaeology is dug up, it yeah. will affirm yeah. what we believe. Yeah. You know, over and over again, it has done that. Yeah. All right, but we. One reason we believe. The Bible is because of what it claims. Second reason, because of the Bible's accuracy. And third, because of the Bible's, and this is a big one, unity. Yeah, I don't know if we think about that very often, but mm-hmm.
1: this has always been pretty amazing to me, um, is that that when you read through the Bible, it's amazing how it all works together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have all these books that are written over the course of 15 and it ha- years. And I want
0: to say, it has every reason not to work together. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You think about Genesis, <laughs> you know, written you know, ages ago. Yeah. And then you think about, um, revelation, the last wow. book of the Bible, mm. and there's connections between those two books.
0: And it's amazing what right. y'all have taught us, what you've taught us in Genesis is how much it's connected. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so you think about, you have these 66 books, of the Bible that span the course of 1500 years written by, you know, 40 different men. And, and they all tell the same story. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's amazing how, how, um, unified the Bible is all Pointing us to the finished work of Jesus Christ. He is the subject matter of Scripture. The book ultimately, the Bible is ultimately about Jesus and his death and resurrection. Mm. And every uh, book of the Bible. Is telling us that story, whether it's the book of Genesis that's laying the foundation for us. You know Genesis three fifteen, mm-hmm. the promise that there's going to come uh, someone who's going to crush the head of the serpent, and then then showing us you know kind of that that ancient lineage yeah, and been how, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See how all that plays out through through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and then you get into Exodus and you have the deliverance of God's people, and that that deliverance of God's people, the Exodus event, and the giving of the law, and and is going to set the stage for a, a second exodus when Christ comes and sets his people free from the Amen. bondage of sin. I mean, it just goes on and on. You get to the prophets that prophesy about a coming Messiah and how Jesus is the fulfillment. And when you re- get to the gospels and they, they they point back to the prophets and they say, hey, this this is the one the prophets were speaking about, right? And mm-hmm. you think about the opening lines of... of um, of bark, for example, that 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 quote from Malachi and and yeah. the prophet Isaiah and all saying, okay, he's here. This is it. This mm-hmm. is what we've been waiting for, right? And so you 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 have all of these uh, books of the Bible that are, are are pointing together to to the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Very unified in the way that it tells the story of the gospel. I mean, it's really cool. I mean, fifteen hundred years. Wow. I'm gonna call 66 you out. Different I'm, gonna books. Call, I'm gonna
0: call you out here. Okay. All right. Here it is. You a few, uh, I guess when you first got here four years ago or so, five yeah. years five years now, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. Um, five years ago, you preached a sermon on the entire Bible. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, I, you remember that. That's, I do. That day. I do. And and it the thing it did for me like never before is demonstrate what we're talking about right now, the incredible biblical unity of all 66 books. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I just challenge you to try to do that again. Do that again. (laughs) Anyway, I don't know if you can, but anyway, I just thought I'd say it because it does does really back up this point. Yeah, but
1: it's just really amazing to think about how the Scripture is really unified. Mm -hmm. And I think that gives us further evidence that God is at work in the Scripture, revealing himself to us so we might believe in him and trust him.
0: It's really cool. Amen. All right, so four reasons. Number one, because of what the Bible claims. Number two, because of the Bible's accuracy. Number three, because of the Bible's unity. But we certainly don't want to leave this one out because this is really where the rubber meets the road because of the Bible's power.
1: Yeah, so the question is why did God give us this ancient book? Mm -hmm. Is it just to inform us about history or to tell us some inspirational stories about, Mm -hmm. you know, Moses and Abraham and their faith and all those kind of things? Or to tell us about some inspirational stories even about Jesus? Yes. You know, the Sermon on the Mount and what a great teacher he was and follow his example and all those kinds of things. Well, certainly the stories of the Bible inspire us and they should inspire us. Uh, But the reality is is what we believe, Trey, is that when we pick up the Bible and read it, it, there really is because it's the word of God Mm -hmm. and God speaks to us through his word that something supernatural takes place when we uh, uh, commit to, understanding his word, and then submitting to its truths, that God really does change us. There is power in his word. And, mm-hmm. and if you're listening today, uh, there are many of you who are listening that you can testify to that power. That's right. You can testify as to how, I mean, Trey, you and I know stories. We know stories of, of people who have come to faith in Jesus mm. simply by opening up the Bible and reading it.
0: I've heard so many. The Gideons used to come yeah, to our church all yeah. the time and just share the story of them yeah. giving out those little New Testaments, yeah. and someone getting it and reading it on their own and coming to Christ, and coming to
1: faith in Christ. Yeah. Believe that—that's power. There's mm-hmm. power in the Word because the power because the Word reveals God and the Spirit of God works through the word of God to draw us to himself. Mm -hmm. And you think about even when we share the gospel, Trey, when you and I have an opportunity to sit down and share the gospel with somebody, all we're doing is sharing the word with them. This this is what the Bible says about who God is. This is what the Bible says about who you are. This is what the Bible says about what God has done for you in Christ. And so when we share the gospel, we're simply sharing the word life change comes through the word of God, through the revealed word of God, uh, as as the Spirit of God works through the word of God to draw us to Himself. And so, man, there is power in the word, and we could probably spend you know hours talking about how over the years we've seen the word of God challenge us and change us and shape us and make us into the people that we are.
0: Amen. There's power in that book. Well, I know that it, I, I mean I know it changed my life, and yeah. I guess that's one reason I've never questioned it because I know that the impact that it had on me yeah. and my prayer has always been for my own children to experience the supernatural power of God yeah. through his word and watching the word change other people's lives. And, um, you know, the supernatural power is there. If we will just reach out and, 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 and hold to it. Yeah. And that's why I think it's so great that we're starting this series because yeah. people are going to be able to interpret the Bible in my opinion, how they never have before. Yeah. And it's going to speak to them in ways they've never had to speak to them before. Yeah. And it's going to impact their lives supernaturally. It's where, as we've talked about, you know, it's, it's where God meets us yeah. Is God yeah. coming to earth, yeah. you know, yeah. and we get it through the word of yeah. God.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing, man. I mean, you think about it, Trey, and we're going to spend the next few weeks doing this, but um, again, it does take some work. Mm. If, if you're going to understand got the got word and bit. let it shape yeah. your life, it's going to take some work. You're going to have to learn how to read the Bible well, uh, what, what really is, um, you know, encouraging to me when I preach the word, right. When I'm walking through the book of Genesis to have someone come at me and say, you know, i I've just never seen that in scripture mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that, that insight that comes when you, when you study it, when you see what's there, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, I think that, you know, on Sunday mornings, I'm, I'm very thankful that God allows me the opportunity to, help people see things to pull out some insights that maybe people have not thought about before, but, but honestly, what I do during the week, how I study and prepare, anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Anybody can learn how to read the Bible in such a way where they can mine out those truths and learn those and see those insights that are helpful for them and understanding the word and living it out. Anybody can do that. It just takes some work and some yeah. practice. And so hopefully over the next few weeks, we're going to help you with that some, as we learn how to read the Bible better together.
0: Well, I just want people to understand if you are reading the Bible, don't give up. Yeah. Don't quit. Don't yeah. say, well, I've read it once. Yeah. You know, that's all. I didn't really get much out of it. Guess what? The first time I read it, I didn't get much out of I it. I hear either. you.
1: I hear you. <laughs> you I know, it, you. it
0: takes time. It does. And over these 40 years, as I've read it more and more, every time it becomes more.
1: Yeah.
0: It becomes more precious
1: to yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. Every time. Absolutely. And
0: every time I experience that supernatural power mm. of God, and there's not a, hardly a morning now that I wake up that God doesn't speak directly yeah. to me yeah. through the word of God. Yeah. And so my challenge is, you know, just keep at it. And the more you read and the more you study, the more you're going to get. Like Absolutely. you said, it's about mining. Yep. It's, it's not just going to be laying on the ground. Yep. It's about it's mining. It's
1: out. That's exactly right. Amen. That's exactly right.
0: Well, Pastor, this has been really good to just kind of review for me and, and maybe uh, some others about why the Bible is what it says it is yeah. and that it's true and we can trust it and that uh, pour our lives into it. That's so right. over these right. next weeks, I hope that we'll be able to do more about that. So, Pastor, why don't you close us out and get us ready as we begin this series.
1: All right. Thank you for listening today. I do hope that you'll stay tuned in the weeks ahead. I think it's going to be helpful for you and beneficial. Hey, go ahead right now and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content at Liberty Device every single week. So, every week you'll be able to get these uh, episodes about how to read the Bible better. It'll just, like magic, pop up on your phone. It's it's a great thing. And then if you don't mind, leave us a five-star review. That really helps us to get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith life.